Welcome, everybody, to the Everlasting Love Podcast with your hosts, Joshua Rose and Christina Rose. And today we gonna talk about sex, baby. <laughs> talk about you <laughs> <Yeah>. and me. <laughs> we're gonna get down to uh, what everybody probably has been waiting for. But yeah. Um, yeah, we're gonna talk about what the Bible has to say about sex, what sex is supposed to represent in marriage, and how it's only supposed to be in marriage. So. Yeah. So stay tuned. All right. Well, we're gonna talk about sex. Yeah. All the cliche names, you know, bumping uglies, doing the nasty. It's not nasty. <laughs> doing the thing thing. No. <laughs> we just thought it would be great to talk about sex because we talked about intimacy. Yes. Our last episode. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how, you know, being intimate with your partner is not just physical thing. So know? true. So now we get to talk about the physical thing. Yeah. You know, that, that connection. All right. Well, I am going to start off by sharing a Bible verse in Hebrews. It's Hebrews 13, verse 4, and it reads, Let the marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and the adulterous. Within a marriage, partners are meant to be faithful to God and each other. So, with that being said, the marriage bed is a very, very sacred place. Yes. It is a place where God designed a husband and a wife to be physically intimate. To be fruitful and multiply like he told us to yes, do. Yes, just like he told Adam and Eve to do. Yeah. And I know a lot of people in the world, especially in older ways of thinking and older generations, um, even in church, sex was considered a bad thing. Like it was almost um, it was. immoral to talk about. It, it was. And I think it's because of all the things that can come with it when you have sex outside of marriage. Uh-huh. I know for me, like... I really didn't have the sex talk. It was more like, don't do it. Yeah. The fire and brimstone way. It was very um, (laughs) fear-based. Yes. And we all know that fear doesn't come from God. So true. When we talk to our kids about sex, you know, it comes from a place of love and really just trying to instill the promises that God has for us in marriage when we wait for marriage. Yes. When we wait to have sex in marriage because... I don't know if we touched on it through the intimacy talk that we had um, our last episode, but when we do have premarital sex, you know, it comes with soul ties. Yes, it does. That can be very dangerous and it causes like just deep hurts and resentment and Mm -hmm. all that, all that stuff that comes with it. So I think it's very important to not do what the world says and don't just think of sex as this pleasure, 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 because yes... God created sex to be pleasurable. Yes. But I feel it's more pleasurable when you are Married. doing it with your spouse. Yeah, when you're doing it with your spouse. Yeah, because you really are one. You do mm-hmm. become one flesh. He, Very much God so. even tells us yeah. that. Well, that's good to say because, you know, whenever people do have sex outside of marriage, you know, the world thinks, you know, practice makes perfect. Yeah. You know, I want to be good for my spouse. I want to make sure that I know what I'm doing for my spouse. Practice with your spouse when y'all get married. You have all the time in the world to practice, to find out. And don't look at it as an embarrassing, cliche, upsetting topic. Talk about it. Tell your spouse what you like. Tell your spouse, hey, you know, let's do this. Let's try this. As long as it is consensual between both of you and you agree on it. And, you know, it's in the marriage bed and it's between two people that are in love and that are married and y'all have that blessing that is ordained by God Almighty, right. then nothing is off limits. 
You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's one of those things that God designed it for us to, yes, be fruitful, multiply, have kids, but also have fun. Have fun. <laughs> it is a pleasurable act. Yeah. And like Christina said, whenever you do it with your spouse versus, you know, before marriage, it is so much, so much more intimate. It connects on such a different level. It is, it's not something that you're just, oh, I'm doing it just to do it. Right. It's something that you're coming together and everything is coming together, yeah. not just physicality. It's spiritual. It's emotional. It's mental. mental. It's everything. Yeah. And so it really is a wonderful and beautiful thing. It is. It's um, a very vulnerable part we're sharing. Yes. But like you said, it's not just the physical thing that we're sharing, which mm -hmm. the world wants us to think, oh, you're just, it's just a physical thing. You know, we just do this and we don't love each other. But it's like, no, we all know that physical touch is one of the five oh, love yeah. languages. Very so much that so. is a powerful form of physical touch yes, because you do become one physically. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's important to wait for marriage mm -hmm. because, you know, we didn't. We kind of did it wrong. We, we did it backwards. But um, we knew we were going to get married. Um but when we have that talk with our kids, you know, it's like we want you to wait so that God's promises can be fulfilled in your life. You're not bringing in anything, um, even for your significant other, yeah. like how you said, how the world wants us to think practice makes perfect or whatever it wants you to think and feel. I feel like from my perspective, from a, a woman's standpoint, um, would be... I wouldn't want you, or I wouldn't even want to imagine you with anybody else but me. Yeah. So it's like, you know, when we, when we're married and we want to be vulnerable and we talk about things, I don't want to have to dig up more of your past in that way mm -hmm. where, where I'm also picturing you being intimate in that form with someone else that's yeah. not me. Opening the skeletons in the closet. Yeah. And you know, and. I know there's people that have been married and then got divorced and then they remarried, mm -hmm. you know, and you have to kind of carry that with you, you know, because we know when you have kids, you know, you had sex. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> or even if you didn't get married and you had sex and you had kids, yeah. you know, it's, it's something that your significant other will think about. Mm -hmm. You, you may not talk about it, but I'm sure it's thought about. Oh yeah. Like, the subject will come up eventually. Yeah. I mean, it will. Um, and I've, it just I've takes heard, away. It yeah. takes away, you know. And I've heard from people that I know personally. It's like, you know, it was just one thing. I don't I don't care how many, you know, guys she's been with. And I, I look at them and I'm like, bull. Yes, you do. Yeah. You do care. You may not care on the level of some people. Right. But you've thought about it. You've had it in the back of your mind before. The thought has crossed your mind. And it opens up a place for forgiveness for your for the other person it very is. much so and y'all can definitely heal from that i'm not saying that it's going to be a condemning thing oh no you know but god's a redeeming god yes so exactly even any area even everything our sexual area everything can have redemption can be redeemed and you can whatever the enemy stole mm -hmm. you know you can get yeah it right back most definitely and it's just one of those type of deals that people don't like to talk about it yeah. And I think that it is topic. a subject that needs to be talked about. And especially whenever it comes to, you know, the church and your beliefs and 
as a Christian, as a, a Christ follower, as somebody who is trying to live in the kingdom realm right. here on earth, you know, that I want to share everything with my wife. I want Christina to know everything that I love, everything I like, everything I don't like, everything that, you know, I want to try, what she wants to try, you know, and we, we talk about things and it's not a cliche, weird, off limits um, conversation. You know, it's funny because we make jokes in front of our kids and our kids are like, oh my God, ew. You know, and it's it's funny because- We keep both, it PG. Yes, we keep it PG, but they're both teenagers. And yeah. I mean, it's like, y'all both know how y'all got here. Yeah. You know, y'all both do. And they're just like, I know, it's just weird. I said, why is it weird? You know, we, we'll tell them, don't you like the fact that you have two parents that love each other, yeah. that still want to be with each other, that still want to be in love with each other and touch each other and hang out with each other and- they'll be just sitting there like don't even talk about it don't even talk about it it's funny it's it's funny to see but you know whenever it really comes down to the nitty-gritty they've even said yes we love seeing y'all that y'all love each other so yeah well um this is a big topic so there's a lot to talk about you know with sex isn't just like oh we're gonna go to the bedroom and have sex like it starts from the very beginning Mm -hmm. you know because it is an act of love a very intimate form of love and you know we talked about intimacy and we talked about how in intimacy it's all about the connection you have with one another so when you're connected you know it's like at night we kind of disconnect because we're sleeping we're doing our thing sleeping Mm -hmm. um allowing our body to be restored for the next day and our mind everything and so when we get back up you know we have to reconnect so it's like what are we going to do to connect in the morning throughout the day mm-hmm. to lead up to that stronger connection later yes. that deeper connection later of the uh, physical touching that leads to sex yes. so um, I like that you said earlier about you know nothing is limited you know these are things that you talk about it's all about consent yes, yes. Sex gets so lost in translation because they just focus on the physicality and the lustfulness of sex. Which is the selfish act of sex. Right. Which causes separation Mm -hmm. between a man and his wife. Yes. Because in the lustfulness of it, you know, you imagine these things or things that you've seen like porn. We've talked about porn. Mm -hmm. Um, This is stuff that takes away from your marriage bed, from your your closeness to have sex with your spouse Mm -hmm. in that, you know, you're losing that connection because you're trying to form a connection somewhere else, like mentally. So when you're over here mentally, you're, you're somewhere else other than what's going on physically with your spouse. You're thinking about all these things, like maybe things that you saw or things that you imagined that you wish your spouse could do. Like it creates a disconnect. Yeah. And you're not connected with your spouse mentally. Like you need to be right. And so it really takes away from the fullness of what sex is meant to be yes. between a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's where the enemy comes in to still kill and destroy yes. your sexual part of your relationship. Yeah. You know, to be able to enjoy each other in that way, to have the pleasure together, to mm-hmm. um, just to take away the pleasure of it, really. Mm-hmm. You know, to still kill and destroy that part yeah. of it. You know, sex isn't just a chore like, oh, I'm going to go have sex with my husband now. You know, I know. I don't think it would ever be a chore for us. <laughs> no, but there, you know, we're, we're talking to a wide span of listeners that we kind of have to hit every point. No, because, I was talking about men in general. 
men yeah yeah <laughs> um you know we have to talk about like when women have children or mm-hmm. they just feel so drained that they don't have the capacity to have sex with their husband yes um there's just so many things that lead can, up to it right but so many things that can take away from the marriage bed mm-hmm. you know and and we wanted to discuss sex because like i said it's a big topic yes. like we can talk about the pleasurable things but we also want to talk about the things that take away from it yeah and the leading up to and everything that you know comes with this topic you know communication is very important if you're yes. not talking with your spouse you're not communicating with your spouse how are you going to become one with your spouse right in any way, shape, talk or about form. when your sex tank is empty. Yes, <laughs> when you it know, needs to be filled again. Yeah, you know. And when we talk about love tanks, we need to talk about our sex tanks. Yes, like. and d- distractions. Yes. you know what I mean. Distractions yes. are a huge, huge thing, and work, fellas, can be a distraction. Yeah. When you're working too much, when you're putting so much energy and effort into your job, which you see is important, yes, because that's how you make a living. That's how you bring in the money to pay the bills and to take care of your family. But you also have to serve your wife and kids when you get home and that is a more important job mainly your wife especially if you want to have sex yes because if you don't the the woman's going to be drained too yeah it's a, doing, it's a turn off for her from doing all the things it is very much a turn off so it's <laughs> we've like had that discussion <laughs> you want to be turned on but you're over here turning me off mm-hmm. so you want to be turned on but you got to be able to turn me on too yeah it's like with with a uh and I know most of the power tools nowadays are cordless. Yeah. But beforehand, you know, whenever you had like a corded drill, you go to plug it in the wall and it trips a breaker. Yeah. Like you want the drill to work and right. be turned on, but the breaker ain't working. Right. <laughs> because something happened. Yeah. <laughs> and the breaker's like, no, nah, bro. Yeah. I ain't working right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I said it started. It starts in the beginning, like in the morning of mm-hmm. the day, you know, you want to reconnect. How are you going to reconnect to your spouse that day? So yes. that, especially men, you know, they're going to be like, I want to have sex at the end of the day. Okay. Well, what are you willing to do? You said serve. Okay. Yes. How are you going to serve your spouse? How are you going to lighten her load? And if you need uh, some load lightened, like talk speak about up. it. Yeah. Communication is key. Speak up. You have to talk. Yeah. You have to communicate with one another. That's why, you know, we, we did a whole podcast about communication before we hit this a one. Whole episode, we yeah. did a whole entire um, episode about communication. We did a episode about love languages. We did an episode about intimacy. We did an ep- episode, you know, all our previous in- uh, episodes pretty much kind of lead up to this one a little bit. You know what I mean? Because everything is connected and everything is important. So when you want to get to the act of sex, you have to make sure that you communicate. You have to make sure that you're filling each other's love tanks. You have to make sure that you are serving one another, that you're loving one another, that you're acting selflessly towards one another and making sure the other one is okay. Because at the end of the night, when that water flow is just doing what it needs to do, like I'm pouring into you, you're again pouring back into me, and it's just... The back and forth and the back and forth and the back and forth, it leads up into the marriage bed. Yeah. So that's why we have to have boundaries, too, when mm-hmm. it comes to protecting our marriage bed. Um, going back to the lustful things, you know, that the world does where the enemy comes in to still kill and destroy. And it's all over the place now. Oh, yeah. That's all over the place. But, you know, we have to protect our marriage bed, so we have to have boundaries. and. Mm-hmm how can we have boundaries we talk about it like you said you know and don't compare talks with your buddies or whatever because we know men like to talk you know so it's not just women that talk like josh was talking about the water thing you know your sex life doesn't have to be dry 
um, you have to pour into one another. And when you're lacking in an area or you're feeling like, talk to your spouse about it, mm-hmm. but don't be condemning. Don't be shaming. Yes. Don't, yes. don't speak to them in a way where they're going to feel guilty for you feeling that way because really a lot of our feelings happen when we are not speaking up, mm-hmm. when we're not talking about things. And when you're married, your spouse should be your safe place. So you should be able to talk about anything and everything. Yes, you don't want to come into a conversation self or selfishly. Right. Yes, you're feeling a certain way or, you know, something's going on with you, but you don't want to point fingers as to why you feel a certain way. It's so easy to point fingers or to, you know, tell your spouse, well, you haven't been doing this, so I don't want to have sex with you. I don't feel like it. I just don't want to be touched because I have the kids touching me all day. And I get it. A lot of us women want that non-sexual affection. Yes. Right. But the men want the sexual affection. You know, that's what shows them from us. Like, Mm -hmm. you love me. (laughs) You love me. Um, (laughs) So in that, you know, we have to communicate, okay, you're being touched too much because of the kids are little. What can I do to fill you in another way? Yeah. Kind of thing. And then... Maybe not that day, but maybe later on, mm-hmm. you can have sex, yeah. you know, because um, I know it's draining it, when you have babies, especially breastfeeding babies or babies that are always tugging at you. And they're always like, mom, mom, they follow you around the house. I was a stay at home mom for a long time. And there were times where I was like, OK, I'm, I'm just drained, you yeah. know. I mean, what would you say from your perspective when we when ours were little mm-hmm. that, you know, when you would come home and you wanted to have sex? But I was just strained. Like, yeah. Well, example for that, and I'll, I'm going to use, you know, like you said, us as an example. Yeah. Um, I would come home, you know, and I, I could see the exhaustion on your face. I knew that they had, you know, been draining you. We would eat dinner and talk. But my deal was take the kids away from you to let you get some quiet time, like go outside, jump on the trampoline, yeah. go play with them, uh, run around in the backyard with them with the dog, play basketball with them, whatever it was. Build Legos with Zaya. Yeah. That's one thing that, you know, we would do. And another thing was I would let Christina have her downtime, let her have her quiet time. She's not one of those people that want to, I'm going to go out by myself. She would have her quiet time here in the house. She would grab a book. I would run her a bath <laughs> and she would go into the, our uh, master bathroom, get in the jacuzzi bathtub with a couple candles lit, some praise and worship music, and a book. And that is her relaxation. That was her just uh, getting out the frustrations of the day, the unwinding, her relaxing. And then, you know, after we put the kids to bed, we would talk in the bed and conversate, and we would talk about um, our days and everything like that. And there were a lot of times that, yeah, I wanted to get a little physical afterwards, but you know, I could see that she was tired and I was under, I was okay with that. Um, because giving her and giving her everything that she wanted, um, just having that servant attitude and that servant heart and trying to pour into her because I knew that she was exhausted. I knew that it was going to come back. And there were nights where we would go to sleep and, wake up in the middle of the night, you know, and it would happen then. And it just, I knew that it was going to happen eventually because, you know, it, it was just one of those deals like the water. It just flows back and forth and back and forth. And, you know, in every single thing, God's timing is perfect. That also includes your marriage. Yeah. You know, you just have to be 
the husband and not look at it from a selfish standpoint of, oh, well, I just got to get, you know, I got to get mine. I got to get mine. What do I got to do to get mine? Yeah. Yeah, You know, and it's, that's not fair. Yeah. Because what about her? How's she going to get hers? You know what I mean? You got (laughs) to, you got to, you know, come to that togetherness, that connection and find out what's going to work, how it's going to work because sex is going to happen. Yeah. Whenever everything comes together in the way that it's supposed to. You know, and I and I know some couples, they plan it. Yeah. You know, and... And that's not a bad thing. No, it's not. Because it's like planning a date. Yep. You plan sex when you have a date. Or you don't even have to plan it. Just be expectant of it. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of thing. And do a lot of stuff, you know, like you were talking about distractions earlier. Mm-hmm. Work can be distracting and draining. The kid taking care of kids can be distracting and draining f- from your relationship yeah. that you're trying to keep because, like we've shared before, you know, once the kids are up and grown and they're em- your empty nesters, like you got to still have a connection. Yes, you, you do. You know, you can't just be like, "Well, yes, who you are do. you?" <laughs> well, I'm Facts. just living with a stranger. Like, and then you you're know, just my you, roommate, right? And then yeah. you know, that's where resentment grows and. Mm-hmm. All that, because then you start thinking about, well, you didn't help me take care of the kids, or you didn't do this, or you didn't, and it comes back to you, 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 and it's like, no, you know, what are you doing to sow love in your marriage Mm -hmm. so that you can have great sex, you know, later? Yeah. And so it's it's important to take downtimes, you know, and if you're if you know if you can see it in your spouse and you know they haven't had a downtime, like, what can you do to lighten their load? Exactly. Um, because in scripture too it says to help carry each other's burdens. Yeah, but in that I feel like I'm not just going to help you carry this burden because I can. I have burdens that I carry myself. Agreed. So it's like I'm going to help you carry this burden to God. Mm-hmm. We're going to lay it down at the cross mm-hmm. and we're going to pray about this. Um, if it's something beyond my control. Now, if it's if it's something that I can help you with, like yeah. control wise. Like you, for instance, when you would run my bath or whatever, that's something that you can control. We don't got to wait on God to run me a bath. There's just some things that we can do to make things better. And there's some things that are like, when it comes to burdens, there's some things that, oh, I can't do that, but I know who can, Mm -hmm. you know? And so a lot of times, you know, we struggle with things and we don't take it to God by ourselves and we do need a little help to Mm -hmm. take it, you know? I agree. And so it's okay to be able to do that so that we lighten those loads and, we want to have sex with our spouse. Yes. We're not drained by carrying all these loads or we're not too stressed to have sex. And sex, we all know, is a stress reliever. Yes, it is. I was just <laughs> about to say that. You know, when you're when you're running on high stress yeah. and you have so much stress and so much stress, talk to your spouse about it so that they can, like Christina was saying, help you lighten the load yeah. where they can pray for you. Y'all can go to God about it. Y'all can do things. And if it is a physical burden... Y'all can help each other. Right. I mean, y'all are partners for a reason. Yeah. And then after everything is said and done, go in the room and have sex yeah. because you're just going to be like, oh, thank God afterwards. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it is a stress relief. It really, really is. It is. There's just, you know, for a woman, we love that non-sexual affection. So yes. it's like, give me all the non-sexual affection and I can give you the sexual yes. affection. Christina loves massages. I do. She loves it when I rub her back, her feet. You know, it's just the little things. Yes. You know, um, that add up throughout the day. Mm-hmm. But it starts at the beginning of the day. Right. You know, praying for one another, talking throughout the day, communicating if you can, if you have a job that In allows In a lovely that. tone. Yes. Because when you get an ugly tone, it's like, mm, oh, I'm I already trying know. to have sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> 
understandable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're not attractive to me right yeah, now. And I don't want to have sex with you right now. Yep. You know, it's just a matter of how we treat each other. And leave work at work. Yeah. Don't bring it home. Because I know that Christina, for example, does not want to hear about my job, does not want me talking about work, does not want to. That's why he calls me during the day and talks about it while he's at work. And the frustrations of the day. Like, she doesn't want me to bring that home because she can see the negativity on me if I'm having one of those days and I'm just like, ah. Well, you know, and I have my own frustrations of the day here at home. So it's like, I look to you to lighten. Or at your job as well. Right. But I look to you to lighten my load that Mm -hmm. I've had here at home, not bring on extra. Right mess you know it's like i look to you to help me clean Mm -hmm. (laughs) mess up you know so you know it's like we you want sex so okay how are you gonna prep me kind of thing (laughs) how are you gonna prep me for it you know like it's kind of like all the little things that you do up to the wedding day yes you know you start off with dating mm-hmm. and it's all those things in between before the big day okay yes. well it's all those things in between before you hit the bed mm-hmm. and you have sex yeah and foreplay starts at the beginning of the day yeah it's not just the physical kissing and the you know tickling and rubbing and all that stuff that's not where it starts it starts at the beginning of the day it starts with conversation it starts with attitude it starts with all that because you can have the best foreplay quote unquote in the bedroom but if you don't do it throughout the day you're not going to get to the foreplay during the bedroom because if you have an attitude they're not going to want to connect with you oh no you know what i mean i can already i can already (laughs) say like when josh has a crazy attitude i'm like "Mm -mm, don't touch me don't look my way don't even breathe over here right now i get it i get it totally you know, I, I think we get lost in what it's supposed to look like because what the world has shown us. Yeah. In movies, um, shows, you know, it's not, like you said, you know, foreplay isn't just the touching. Mm-hmm. It starts with all the little things. Yes. That's why I said, you know, it's like dating. Mm-hmm. And then it leads up to the wedding day. Yeah. Um. So we have to kind of break away from that old pattern of what we think sex looks like or what we think it ought to look like. Mm -hmm. And really, like we shared in the beginning, like talk to your spouse. Yes. What are they expecting? Like break down these big old pedestals that somebody has of what sex is supposed to look like. Yeah. Because if somebody was watching porn and they're like, oh, okay, so this is what we're... That's and I'm not gonna tell how you right God now, that's it. 100% fake. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, 100% fake. Don't bring your expectation of falseness yes. of what you think sex should look like yes. or be like. And talk to your spouse about it. Mm-hmm. And just enjoy each other. Yeah. Enjoy the pleasure that you bring one another. Yeah. Through smiles, through laughter, through just touches that are even non-sexual. Mm-hmm. All the you small know? stuff. Yeah, all the mm-hmm. small stuff. Because, you know, it's all those things that just take away and steal from what God created sex to be. Yeah. And that's the thing. God created it. Yeah. So if you're hearing anything negative about it from, you know, anybody, friends, friends, family, family. uh, people at the church and you're married, it's like, no, 
I mean, if you really think that and you think that, you know, sex is a sin and it's only for procreation like it like people used to think for back in the day, go read the Song of Solomon. <laughs> That's a whole well, that, entire there's, book. There's a in bunch the Bible. Of and there's a bunch of yes, that, there's a bunch of Bible verses that back up God created sex for marriage. hundred and ten percent. Because it's he did. for us to be one. Yes. You know. Physically we are one in that sense. So one thing that I wanted to share, you know, when we talked about helping each other with trying to meet each other, you know, giving each other sex so that we can connect on that level is first Corinthians seven five. You know, it talks about not depriving each other except through mutual consent. So that's why we said talk about it. You know, if there's something if there's something going on, um, if you're stressed about something, talk about it and be like, okay, well, maybe we can do it this day or, you know, I'm just not feeling it today. I just feel so drained. I've been touched and I really, I'm really touched out, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. Then what's a different way that I can show love to you? Yes. You know? So anyway, going back to the verse, it says, do not deprive each other except by mutual consent for a time of devoting yourself to prayer. Sex is not meant to be used as a weapon to control your partner, to manipulate your spouse, or to even to to get your way. Like you said, it's mm-hmm. a form of selfishness, yes. you know. Um, sex is a gift that is to be given freely. So, it, you know, and it's a gift to give to your spouse freely. Yes. Not to freely go out and be like, well, I'm just going to go. Yeah, like you said, practice like makes that. perfect. It, no. <laughs> it's not the, like that at all. <laughs> it's not like that at all when it comes to sex because... Like we've talked about, it all goes back to connection. Yes. When you connect with somebody spiritually, emotionally, mentally, that physical connection is just going to be that much greater. And And it'll be natural. Right. Once you connect on every other thing, the physical comes natural. Oh, yeah. Because you'll both want to do it. Yes, yes. And then the pleasure comes with all that. Because us as men, we don't have to convince y'all. Like, we don't have to convince our spouse. We don't. When you do what you're supposed to do as a husband, and you're supposed to die daily, just like it says, you know, lay your life down for your wife. When you do that every single day, and you give that servitude, and you show her how much she means to you by acts of service, by what you're supposed to do as a husband, she will want to have sex with you. So... It's going to come to you. (laughs) I mean, you're not going to have to convince her. You're not going to have to coax her into it. You're not going to have to bribe her. It doesn't work like that. Because when we connect the way that we're supposed to, as husband and wife, everything flows naturally the way God designed it to do. And the enemy is going to try to come in. He's going to try to lie to you. He's going to steal, kill, and destroy because that's what his job is to do. And... When you see it happening, that's when you come together. Y'all talk about it. You pray about it. You rebuke and bind him back to the pit where he belongs. And you take your marriage back. You take your marriage bed back. And you fight back to back with one another and defeat the enemy. And all his lies, all his minions, everything that tries to come and take away from your marriage. But like I said in the beginning, when you're doing marriage the way it's designed, the way God created it to be, and both of you, are back and forth, working together, being partners, being best friends, sex is going to come. I promise. And just to reiterate, um, the way that the world looks at sex, what you see on TV, what you see in movies, what you see 
out and about in every single place that you go nowadays, it seems like, um, you have to protect your heart against that because yeah. that's not what sex is. It's not. It is a much more beautiful thing that God created for the husband and wife to have, um, to draw closer together, to be with one another in every way, shape, and form like we talked about earlier. But you really do have to protect your eye gate, your ear gate, um, everything that you listen to, see out in the world because it is a very, very corrupt version of what sex is supposed to be, what even being married is supposed to be, what dating is supposed to be. Um, just because your boyfriend and girlfriend doesn't mean you have to have sex. Like, you don't date to have sex. You don't. No, you date to get married. And, yeah. <laughs> or you're supposed to. You know, but I mean, I know a lot of people that just due to and going off of how many boyfriends they've had yeah. or how many girlfriends they've had, you can guarantee just by the way they are as people, they've had sex with every single one of them. Yeah. Or tried to. And that is not what it is about. The world and the enemy has completely taken what God created. Yeah. And... That's what he does. Threw it against us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And that that's, you know, the devil did his job in that aspect. Yeah. He really did. And it's sad. It really is sad to see. But you can all, you can all have that redeemed. Every yeah. single one of y'all can have you that redeemed. You just have to repent. You yeah. have to repent, change your ways. And, you know, yeah, you may have had sex before with a partner and weren't married. And now you're you're doing a different walk because you're repented and you're like, okay, now I'm just going to abstain from sex yes. until I find my spouse. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Cause we because, know people who've done that. Yeah. That's fine because you've repented mm -hmm. that that's one thing that God loves from us is the fact that when we decide, okay, Lord, I'm ready to walk with you and I'm ready to do it right because yes. I want to be blessed yes. in every area of my life. And when we repent, we're asking for forgiveness. Yes. You know, and repenting and we're just changing means our away. ways. Yep. Yeah. And we're changing our ways. We did it this way, it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now I'm going to do it God's way and I'm going to do this. You know, and in that, God can redeem everything mm -hmm. from your mental state mm -hmm. to your emotional state, mm -hmm. your spiritual state, like everything. Everything. And then when you have sex again and you're with your spouse, it's going to be way different than how it was when you connected with somebody sexually oh, yeah. outside of marriage. Yep. You know, you will so, know the difference. Oh yeah, you will. And you know, a lot of times when we, like you were talking about ear gates and eye gates and this and that, when we listen to certain things or we hear certain things and it doesn't have to be from TV, it can be from friends or yeah. guys at work that yep. just have this disgusting mind. That's what I'm saying. It's the and lustful it's, spirit. It's mainly guys at work. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you have to really be like, tell the devil flee from me you know yes. so that you don't bring that into your marriage bed because mm -hmm. then you start corrupting your marriage bed yeah. with things that weren't even meant for you exactly and it's really protecting yourself and your marriage bed because when we're off by ourselves it's not just me by myself it's yeah. i'm also representing you yes as my husband very much so and so i have to be a certain way as a married woman, mm -hmm. you have to be a certain way yes. as a married man because yes, you're not just re representing yourself. Exactly. You're representing God first and foremost. Yes. Of what a godly man looks like. Mm -hmm. And then you're representing the fact that I'm your wife. Yep. Like you are protecting me by protecting yourself. Yep. In that area. Agreed. When it comes to not allowing things to come in to corrupt our marriage bed. Mm -hmm. With desiring something that is outside of 
our relationship. Yes. Because the enemy always wants to tell us, well, the grass is greener on their side. No, the grass is greener where you water it. Exactly. We've talked about gardens. Yes. You know, it. our flowers are will grow here as long as I'm watering them, and as long as I'm maintaining yep. them, as long as I'm feeding them yep. and pouring into them, mm-hmm. speaking love, speaking life, mm-hmm. all of that, doing the things so that I can have a beautiful garden. Exactly. I mean... I don't know. I guess we always talk about garden because it always goes back to the Garden of Eden. It yep. was so beautiful. Yeah. And then the enemy came up and well, corrupted it. that's where marriage it. was created. Yeah. That's where sex was created. Yes. That's where we were created. Right. So. <laughs> so, you know, it just goes back to, you know, sex is, it's a big thing. It needs to be talked about because the enemy stole it. Yes. From us. And I know from my own experience, the enemy stole it from me as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, and then even growing up just fear based yeah you know so it was never really talked about yeah and so you know we have to break away from that fear yeah and we all know god's perfect love casts out fear yep that's what his word says so Mm -hmm. when we stand on it it's like how can i share sex in a loving manner Mm -hmm. well share it in a way that tells your children and even yourself yeah god designed it yeah for you and your spouse Mm mm-hmm and that's the key word, you and your spouse. Right. To be fruitful and multiply, like mm-hmm. like we shared in our last podcast episode, to create life, yep. but also for pleasure, to enjoy yes. one another yes. on a deeper level. Yes. It is a great form of intimacy, mm-hmm. but one that only can be shared with your spouse because of the way God designed it. Okay. When we're connected sexually, we talked about this in the beginning, it's the mental connection the emotional connection, mm-hmm. the spiritual, like it's all there. Yeah, I agree. You know, and like Christina was saying, you know, the enemy can come in and steal it at a young age. Yeah. I mean, he, he can, but it I feel can like be he redeemed. does. Oh yeah. I feel he like definitely he does tries. at a young age because I was sharing this the other day where the quickest way to kill a plant is in seed form. So when yes. we're little, yeah, it's easier to instill and still away yeah. at what it's supposed to look like yeah because i mean even in our uh, episode where we talked about pornography i was shown in you know pornography at a very young age way younger than a lot of people would think and it damaged me i mean it really really did it damaged me in a way that i never knew i didn't i didn't have any idea for men i feel like the world is like, oh, it's normal. This is what guys do. Yeah, they watch stuff yep, like this. Exactly, and that's exactly you know. What it was. And even, I mean, I was subjected to it. Even, I mean, HBO it was softcore porn. Yeah, like you know. And then when my friend had her 18th birthday, like we literally sat around and watched the porn. She, <laughs> she had a porn party. It wasn't everybody getting naked porn party, but it was like we're gonna sit around and watch a porn. And I look back on that and I'm like, whoa, like all these things, like where the the spirit of lust came in yeah. so mm-hmm. early mm-hmm. and attached itself. Lustfulness is something that we have to get away from because yes. it's so easy, beca- especially for men. Yes. Because y'all are very visual. Very, very visual. And that's where lust comes in is through the eyes. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, I know a lot of girls in high school that would read books mm-hmm. that were basically porn books. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they would read it for pleasure. Yeah, the erotic novels. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, that's the same thing as a watching it. Like, yeah. Because, but in a book, it's still they're more descriptive. Yep. And you're playing it in your brain, so yeah. you're creating your own picture, your own thoughts, and everything up here. So it's like, 
Wow, it's really... Imagination is something. Yes. And so you have to... That's why we have to protect our eyes and our ears. And, you know, protecting our marriage bed. It's so important to protect your marriage bed because the the devil wants to... Destroy it. Destroy it. Right. Because God created it. Yep. He wants to steal your intimacy. He wants to destroy your marriage bed. He wants to kill the desire you have for your spouse. Right. And so we have to protect it. Yep. And sex is a very huge topic. It's very vulnerable yes, topic. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, but it has to be talked about as far as what the world comes to steal from it mm-hmm. when it comes to your marriage. Like whether you're, you know, in high school and dating and waiting to, maybe you're not even thinking about marriage yet, but yeah. protecting yourself in a way that you want to experience something with your spouse in the future that no one else can give you. Mm-hmm. Although we think that they can fill certain voids, if you have a void right now and you're not even thinking about marriage, yeah. you need to have a walk with Jesus, yeah. a walk and a talk. Yes. He will fulfill every void that you have every in your hole. life. He will make you whole. <laughs> yes, he will. Because, like you said, we were introduced to it very young. Mm-hmm. And we also experienced things throughout our childhood that created voids in our own lives. Yeah. So... We feel these voids and we think, well, if I have sex with so-and-so, then maybe I'll feel better. Yeah. It's almost like a drug. It can be a oh, drug, yeah. actually. Very I know people so. that were addicted to sex yep. because it was a drug. It was, I mean, it in our brain when we have sex, there's it hormones. endorphins. Right. It does. There's hormones that are released and that is the same that yep. if we take drugs. Yeah. You know, so... It's we a happy pill. Yes, it is. <laughs> it, really is. it is. It's a happy pill. Um, so, see, I mean, if you're stressed, it makes you happy. But, you know, at the same time, it's like we have to realize these things. If we've been subjected yeah. to things early on, we need to talk about those things. Mm-hmm. Because those do steal away at the marriage bed. Yes, they do. But we've talked about how God can redeem things. Yeah. So when we talk about those things with our significant other, mm-hmm. when and if we feel a void or things that we've gone through in our life... Mm-hmm. Um, sexual abuse, mm-hmm. traumas, whatever. And we come together and we pray about it and we get a better understanding of, dang, well, I didn't know that's why she didn't like to be touched that way. Yeah. I didn't know it triggered how she felt when she was sexually abused. Yeah. We don't talk about these things because we think that if we don't talk about these things, they're not going to affect us. But then it does trigger things because mm-hmm. the body remembers certain things. Yep. And when we talk about these things, we redeem back what God intended for our spouse yeah. and not for somebody else to do to us when we were five, yeah, six, you're take, eight, you're whatever. You're taking back what the devil stole. Yes. And so, you know, talking about sex, it it involves a lot of things. Yep. It's not just this physical thing that the world is portraying sex to be. Yeah. You know, it Agreed. involves so much. Mm-hmm. And so it's so important to protect it. Mm-hmm. from early on yep. so that when you do get married and you have your spouse, y'all are able to ha- have an intense, pleasurable sex experience Yeah, the way God intended it to be. Amen. I agree. So I guess... I guess that's all for that's today. That's all for today. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's a like I said, it's a big topic. It is a very and big it, topic. It, it involves a lot of things when it comes to being physical uh-huh. and we might do a part two <laughs> you know down the way we might wind up reiterating and touching on some things that we might have forgot today so you know but until next time god bless until next time